Late in 1895, Wilhelm Conrad Röntgen first noticed the strange effect which led to the announcement of his discovery of X-ray. X-ray. They remained a mystery even to the scientists. That is how they got their name. X for the unknown. Welcome back, everybody. We're here. We're live. Catherine Jock is in the building. How's everybody doing? We have... John and Hot Topic Employee of the Month, three months in a row, <laughs> Prof B in the building. Patrick doing the research. I, I mean, I may have had a lot of scullies. So, <laughs> I'm yeah, awards. On one of my favorite <laughs> podcasts, Collaboration RA. Shout out to Collaboration RA. Um, and... I'm obsessed with the fact that you worked at Hot Topic. Hot Topic. It's been the butt, the butt of some jokes in in sure. where people kind of <laughs> make fun of it. But whenever people would make yeah. fun of it, I would always get real quiet because I like to do it in the Hot Topic. <laughs> I generally got a lot of gear there. I love it. I know. I always like the t-shirts. Good t-shirts. I still like the t-shirts. Good posters. If you needed some hair dye, if you were a teenager going through it, hey, Hot Topic's where you're going to go. A belly button ring. Yeah, the old lava lamps. Lava lamps. <laughs> oh, yeah. Plugs. Yeah. Um, we had the... Occasional Dama Matrix outfit. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Some, uh, you know, just some bondage. There was uh, those Fago drinks from ICP. Oh. I mean, like, we had everything. Perfume. Uh, for, Fairy stickers. For those of you not in the know, uh, ICP is insane clown posse. <laughs> it's not a oh. medical condition. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! They, I mean, it might be a medical condition. I yes. don't know. Speaking I'm not medical, an ICP fan. Medical conditions. Uh, Roosevelt is not here tonight. He has IBS, <laughs> not ICP. Uh, oh, regards. I thought he, he told me hemorrhoids. Like, I guess uh, it's all, all in the same. I, I think. I think he's just embarrassed to tell us the truth. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but he's he the C diff flared up that IBS. <laughs> yeah, I guess you can well, say he's doing your research. That is a shout out to you on yeah. another episode. Uh, he's little, we're here. He's, hurt. he's not here. We got everybody here. I'm not going to give you Prof B's um, uh, a whole intro if you want to go listen to this. She's been on this. You're like a an honorary Catholic Jackie for sure. I hope um, so. It feels good. We need the facts. How many episodes away until she replaces Eddie? Oh, I know. Honestly, I mean, uh, oof. Listen, Eddie, Eddie, I got nothing against you, but I mean, <laughs> we're kind of neck and neck at this point. Yeah. You heard it here first, Eddie. She has everything against you. <laughs> she's rooting against you. Uh, so we're here. We're super glad to be back. Um, and we're going to dive into some stuff today because I'm genuinely interested. And what we're going to discuss tonight. And before we do that, I'm going to read a review because you guys have been crushing it. We're dropping a lot of stuff out there on the socials like Prof B, a.k.a. OK She Rad on Instagram or on TikTok. She's OK. Oh, OK She Rad. OK She Rad. We've getting a lot of engagement on there and we've been getting a lot of reviews, which Helps us out a ton. There's two things that help us out a lot. When you buy us a drink, which we have a drink right now, tink, and review. <laughs> so I'm going to read a review. I love reading them. If you can, rate, review the podcast. Uh, we have a, a five-star 
review. And that's when Roosevelt usually goes, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this one says, love the diversion. I don't know about you, but if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably diverting from something, whether it's horrible traffic or you're cruising through some morning portables. Uh, so right out the gate, I like your review. Uh, this is one is from Suerpa. Love your podcast. Love how you bounce things off each other. And when you talk about your experiences, I say, yes, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Thank you. No, thank you for the review. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that's a huge help. Um, if you can, if you're listening on like Apple podcast, you can leave us a review on there. If you're listening to anything else, you can slap some stars on it. There's some kind of weird bug where the only the five star button works. So go ahead and smash that five star button. Yeah, only and um, see uh, if you can do that for us. So I'm just going to jump right into it because I'm fascinated. Earlier and through through, I've gone through many phases of my career where I went from I've been every type of tech. I've been the slacker tech. I've been the disconnected tech. I've been the overachiever tech. I've, I've run the gamut, but the more involved I got, the more it came on my radar about not only advocacy, which is, you know, talent for your profession, but societies um, and getting involved in your profession. It kind of elevates it from just your job to, hey, let me see how I can advance this entire career and everyone in it. You know, hopefully for the better, or sometimes you're just kind of defending you know, the territory that you have. Um, and we thought, who better to speak on this than Kristen B, a.k.a. Prop B, a.k.a. Okay, she's rad, uh, a.k.a. Oh, she rad on TikTok. But I really want to unpack. I'm an, I'm an X-ray nerd. But in my, I had this theory that a big part of the societies and for me, what really got me into, well, well let's do it. Let, wait, let me do a pull up here first. Are all of you members of the ASRT? Yep. Yes. Okay. Well, I was like, um, I was like, there's only two. Is he asking? There's only two of us. Kristen's running. So is it just me? All of us. Are you both members of your state society? Correct. Yep. Yes. I whatever am. that's worth right now, which I we'll get into. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I'm embarrassed to say I'm I'm not a member. I'll be I was gonna lie to you guys and just say I was, but I'm not. I, which is it's almost like you should probably if you're gonna be a part of one, you should. That's almost a, that's as important. We'll say being a part of your state because that's gonna more directly affect you. And you know what? Proppy, I don't appreciate the judgment on your face. I could tell you're judging me. Why was gonna lie? No, no, no. I'm gonna change your mind. She's, I'm gonna change your mind no, by the time said, this is over. She's like, well, well, I, I gotta decision. go. It's not even <laughs> like a, I'm not gonna do it. It's more just like just I fell have, off. It, I have to like seek it out. It's never come across anything. I've never gotten like mm-hmm. a flyer, an email, or something on the socials, nothing. Um, but it really is insanely important. But for me, what really got me into societies like uh, Prop B, I guess, why did you join? When and why did you join? Were you like right out the gate? Were you a student? Cause I know you yep. can join as a student, like how soon and why? 
Yeah, I joined right away. So my program director was really involved at the national level and um, just kind of bled advocacy and really instilled in us from the beginning, like, this is just what you do, you mm-hmm. know, like, it's just, you have to do this and, and really made it imperative. So like I started school in August and in September I was going, I was driving from SoCal to NorCal, which is a full day worth of driving. Um, to San Jose to go to a conference that I could not afford and I could not afford the hotel room. And we took our dog with us and went up there just because it, it was just made out to be so important from the very beginning. So it all, it really all came from the faculty at my program. What about you, John? When and why did you join the, you know, state and or national society? Um, So I joined ASRT right off the gate as far as being certified. Um, what was I, your motivation? I, my motivation at the time was CEUs, to CEUs, be honest. And yes, they, see that a lot. They, they track it. You get free ones. Do all, do all the articles. Easy, um, easy. So I was ASRT first, was Kentucky Society of Radiologic Technologists. And then mm-hmm. when I went to RA school, um, I just recently joined Florida State. Um, oh. well, two years ago. And See, I, now I don't feel bad. Been, now, and I've been in Florida for nine years now. <laughs> so, but you know, to your point, Patrick, it's if it doesn't come across your desk, it's you know, you don't know the worth, you don't know the activity. Mind. It's just, yeah, yeah exactly. It's not something, something that you would have thought, you know, would have, you know, something to do. It's just, but like, if, Kentucky, I you know got regular emails. Got it was kind of like oh. offered CEUs, you know, regular communication. Mm. This is what's going on. Um, I don't think I've ever received any single one. And not only that, the few times where I was like, oh, let me let me know if I can do it, I would go on their website and it looked like. I mean, I don't want to dog on them because I know it's <laughs> hard to it's hard to do it. But it was it was like from a conference three years ago. I was like, is this even does it still exist? So like, exactly. I get that it's hard to do that, but. Eh, in this day and age, if well, your if website's not tipped well, up, if you're expecting you, people to keep up your membership, then you need to keep up with activities. At least the bare yeah. minimum, change the date. <laughs> Bro, you got you to tighten up on the website. But I get um, it. It's hard because – and that's that's why I commend anyone doing anything extra because for the most part – now, I'm sure there's some folks that are, are retired and are, are active, but most of these things – and this is what I'm really impressed by. Anyone that does any of these kind of things, like Roosevelt, like Prop B, like you, John – you're doing this on top of living your life and working your full-time job. And so you're mm-hmm. doing zoom meetings or emails or meeting in person. So I understand it's difficult, but for me personally, and this is not uh, uh, to speak ill of my instructors, there was no talk of any kind of ASRT or there was just nothing. There was just no real, yeah. if my memory is wrong, right, which I'm getting older, so it may not be accurate, but I, there was no push for advocacy. It was, and I have a sneaking suspicion that that's where it really, I don't know if that's where it has to start, but that's a really important, I think it's like anything. If, if, if we can, if, if the six foot rule is important to us and that's just something that's taught to us, then so should advocacy and being active yeah. and um, well, stuff and like I think, that. Um, you know, healthcare as a whole is, it's kind of a tough job. Um, because 
you know, if you just take look at any other job, yes, you may have to be certified in something um, if you're in some technical industry. But for the most part, most jobs, no one can pass a bill to take your job away. In healthcare, yeah, you have to be licensed. You got to stay licensed. You got to keep up credentials for it. And someone could easily say, no, we're going to fight against that. We're going to take it away and we're going to be equals, um, which is a little bit of what's going on around the country right now in some states is people are actually fighting against us to take away what we work for. Wasn't there just something in um, Tennessee? Tennessee. Tennessee. And Georgia. Georgia. So Tennessee wants to disband... Tennessee wants to disband their licensing board. So um, basically just straight up get rid of it. Um, but however, who, uh, so one of the other candidates. That? Who is that? You know what? Well, These people are too uh, so it's money, right? It all but comes down it, to money. They got to staff money? this office. Not necessarily. So depending on what the licensure requirements are and how much it costs for each person to renew it and how many technologists are actually in Tennessee, but one of the um, education chapter delegates is um, Dr. Thompson. She's been super active on social media, and she just posted today that they got one of the co-sponsors of that bill removed. So it's um, they have enough people showing mean? up and a writing letters. Co-sponsor removed. What happened to this person? Okay, oh, so this is a little schoolhouse rock for you. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> what did she do? So for that? in order. <laughs> In order for um, so bills are written all the time, but in order for them to get to the floor where the Senate or or any member of Congress gets to vote for us, um, it it takes a sponsor and co sponsors pushing it through because there's hundreds and thousands of bills that happen every year, mm-hmm. and so if you don't have a co sponsor, a sponsor and a co sponsor, your bill's not going to make it anywhere. Mm-hmm. So. That particular bill had a um, a sponsor and then a co-sponsor signed on. And then so by writing enough letters, enough people called in, wrote emails to their representative, did all the things, they were able to get one of the co-sponsors removed, which makes it less likely to get to the floor. Mm-hmm. So this person so got enough just- emails where they're like, I'm out. Like, I got yep. 50, I got 200, 300 people that might be voting for me that are mad at me. I'm out. Exactly. Nice. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of it is that that they just get something thrown into them. Sounds great to them. You know, oh, it's going to save money. Great. I'll sign on to it. Yeah. Without realizing the repercussions. Yeah. Exactly. Um, And so that's how they present that stuff too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it's a pitch. Anybody that's trying to get a bill to get introduced, it's you got to go pitch it to somebody that you think might sign on to it. And when you're pitching it, you're not even because I, I did this as a student and as my early tech years. When you're pitching it, you're not even meeting with the representative. You're meeting with their health legislative assistant. They're called health LAs. Mm-hmm. And so they have a legislative assistant for all the different kind of areas that they might deal with. And then that legislative assistant is going to summarize what you said and take it back to the senator or the representative and um, and try to convince them one way or another. So they're getting a very filtered down message that mm-hmm. has gone through a lot of different people. But a lot of it comes if down to... I mean, I got on some level, they probably yeah. don't know. <laughs> like, huh, what's this? Yeah, okay, I mean... Yeah, let's get rid of it. Yeah. 
And we happen to be an extremely specialized profession that many people don't even know we exist. Mm -hmm. So people think that we're just the nurses and the doctors that do it. And so um, so it, a lot of it comes down to kind of ignorance or usually it's a cost savings or so, you know, they're me, trying to eliminate that department. Let me ask you this. Is it an ignorance thing or is it us not doing a good enough job? And by us, I mean, not just the text, but like, how do we bridge that gap be to, be, by being our best PR? Like, how how do you do that? Is that one of the main functions of these societies? Or I don't know. If I see yeah. somebody that doesn't really – when I say somebody, I mean just the gen pop or politicians or whatever. They don't really understand what we do or why we're important or how specialized we are. Is that their fault or ours? I'm going to prop B episode or something. <clears throat> you you call it it's, it's we gotta do it ourselves it's both yep. yeah it's both um and then we're we're a small group there's less than four hundred thousand registered technologists in the whole country so and so much of it is playing the politics game mm -hmm. understanding Oof. everything is you do this and i'll do this and it's all this kind of play and then a lot of bills get kind of bundled together because this person wants this thing, this person wants another thing. And so they're going to put it in this mass bill so that it gets buried. Mm -hmm. So one of those happened in California during the recall election that was very polarizing. And um, a bill passed that? that basically required – so it's an earn and learn bill. It requires x-ray students to be paid for their clinical time. Hmm. Which, Dang. which, Jason from like a teacher's perspective, uh, correct. So, from a teacher's perspective, I'm like, awesome. Let's get more students in college. If you're going to get paid for your clinical time, that's going to bring people in. The problem is our accreditation is very specific about not being paid because then you may replace a competent technologist, and it's just not great for patient care. Mm -hmm. And so, we're the only profession that's affected by that. Nursing doesn't have anything like that in their accreditation. Respiratory doesn't have anything like that in their accreditation. Yeah. So we showed up, hundreds of us called in on this call to oppose it. And what happened is it just passed as part of a bundled bill during the recall election. And, but there's, you know, so, so the response to that is the California Department of Public Health, Radiologic Health Branch. They're the ones that administer our uh, licenses. Um, they've, they've said, yeah, we, we can't enforce that. There's, there, it's not enforceable. Mm -hmm. So that's us, Good. you know, that's us showing up and saying, and also our accreditor, JCERT was really gracious and said, we're not going to revoke accreditation. They stood up at the house of delegates last year and said, we're not going to revoke your accreditation because your state law hosed you guys, yep. you know? Oh, nice. Yeah. That's a tricky area. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I started actually school. There was like a, a really gray, uh, it was like a, it was called co-op where you like, you worked after clinic as a hospital employee and got paid, but they 100% used it to offset staff. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 100%. We don't have to hire two full-time techs. We can hire one and give them two students. And we got paid yep. you know, more than, or less than yeah. half of what a full-time tech would do, but. All right. Yeah, students so, were taking call. Yeah. You know, students would do oh, weekend and gosh. night call. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine in your second year just being totally by yourself? No. You know, completely indirectly supervised. Oh, wow. It's terrifying to me. 
So these are reasons to join. I'm just curious. Okay, so you said there's 375,000 about registered technologists. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have yep. any idea? John, you can get on Google, but I have a feeling probably will know about how many of those folks are members of ASRD. 175,000. So a little less than half. Oh, that's actually, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> that would be a lot lower. That's actually yeah, pretty decent. Pretty strong, actually. <laughs> that's actually, yeah. That I did not know that. That's actually pretty good. So, um, the re- well, and I bet the reason why you think it's lower is because. It's tough to st- stuck uh, tough to be engaged, I guess, and see if you're not active on the communities or yes. uh, being participant. That you know, you know, all these people are involved, um, and it's tough to be mm-hmm. even. You know, I follow some of the communities, and it's tough to just engage sometimes with that because it's not really a good platform. How do you, uh, in my opinion, like message boards? Yeah, yeah, it's like a blog, like message board forum. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and so. You know, I, I'll be honest, I only follow it because I get the emails um, that they come in. And so then I'll click so on it. So you're a super X-ray nerd. You're involved. And it's still kind of hard to engage. Oh, man. No, uh, 100%. There's, you know, definitely some barriers to communicating with other technologists. And, um, you know, and some of the things are petty kind of things that yes. people post on there. And it's kind of like, oh, let me know. What's the last? I want to. I want to put my petty pants on. I mean, I don't. I don't. Can't think of any examples. There's there's things that are not as professional, or people ranting. You know, for for kind of people. People love complaining about reason. (laughs) (laughs) Keyboard warriors out there. Uh, (laughs) But it's tough to you know stay engaged because. Unfortunately, we have a type of a hard job where it's it's you have a hard day at work. You go through it, stress out, and you get home and you want to unwind and unwrap. So it's tough to unless you're you know actively staying engaged and have a passion and um, interest, you know, to go further and be online with that or do other things and spend the extra time doing all that stuff. Which is uh, our like Kristen said, it's a big part of our problems are small because we don't have as many people that are their full-time job is to be a society um, in charge of these societies and organizing these events or um, yeah. meetings and, and, and staying on top of legislation or writing legislation or doing research um, because it's, you know, the people that are getting paid to do, to be a technologist, that's all they want to do, which is not bad, but in order to keep progressing and, you know, keep fighting, you know, you have to put the extra time in and we don't have enough people, I would say to, you know, keep up with that. Hence why some societies are more engaged than others. I mean, Florida is, some have dissolved. Yeah. Some have dissolved. Some, some say it's funny. Well, and and so here's, I mean, Kristen will, will probably speak more to this, but ARSRT is our national, Society and all the states that societies are basically chapters of the ASRT, and the ASRT okay. actually will give the state societies money to be active mm-hmm. and to be, do legislation oh. and be part of it. Um, yep. So that you know, um, so stop? that that people can stay engaged. Yeah. Give some ASRT money. Hey, I think. Uh, 
you can U.S. Virgin Islands or something doesn't have one. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. There's one that went away somewhere in the Midwest. I don't know it off the top of my head, but one just dissolved maybe in the last couple yeah, of years. Was, oh my gosh, that's good. depressing. Mm-hmm. I think there's actually a few states that I was looking at this the other day, um, trying to prepare for this, but I think like Delaware, um, mm-hmm. maybe Rhode Island. Shout out to Delaware, I guess. Oh, Delaware, wait. what's happening? Guys, wait, well, wait, think man. about it. So I put it right in the- I'm in California, <clears throat> a huge state. We're the fourth GDP in the world, you know, a huge state. We have over 12,000 technologists. I think the number is more closer to 14 now. We have. 300 technologists that are members of the state affiliate and then 350 students. So we actually have like a bigger population of student members than technologist members. Wait, most of that. Again? Sorry, you said how so many? So of the, we have about 12 to 14,000 technologists in California. Okay. And only about 300 of them are CSRT members. 300. Right. I, you know, I, was, at and, a, I was at a conference recently and I'm going to mess up the numbers, so please don't quote me. But they were quoting Texas numbers. Another similar thing. Huge state, lots of technologists, and they have like 12 people in the state. I'm, it's something crazy low like that. Yeah. So Texas also has multiple societies. They have individual chapters. Like there's the North Texas chapter of the TXSRT like they're a little bit more complicated, mm-hmm. but um, like Utah, I think they've got around 60 now in the entire state. So it's, it's crazy. That's one of the things we just had like our big annual planning meeting. I'm on the board of the CSRT and we were talking about like, how do we get more people interested? How do we, how do we make them realize the value of being why, a CSRT Why member? should people, why should people care about joining state or national science? That's the, that's the major question. What's- I think it's, there's. There's so much to it, but the way the way I look at it is I think of, um, you know, half of our job is patient advocacy, right? Like we're the number one advocate for patients in radiology. If I'm not willing to advocate for my profession, that means that I don't really care about my job all that much. And then if I don't care about my job, I'm not going to care about my patients. Mm-hmm. So that the advocacy part of me comes from wanting to be good at my job. I'm a perfectionist. I just want to be good at whatever I do. And then caring about humans. And that, that was gifted to me a lot deeper when I became a mom, because now I see every kid and I think of my kids and, Mm. you know, I think I, I look at my students, I think of my, I fall in love with them over two years because I view them as my, as my kids. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when I think about, the the world of rad tech that they're going into, I want them to have a great experience like I've had. Mm-hmm. And that's especially right now, there's a ton of encroachment and threat to the profession. And so the reason I stand up so loud about everything is for my hundreds of students that are out there that are going to carry on after we're all long gone. You know, I want to make sure that they have a good profession that pays well, that's recognized yes. as a profession. Mm-hmm you know, that has good representation and does right by our patients. You know, that's, that's the biggest thing is the quality. I like your mindset. And I know personally times in my career at at a small level, like literally at my, the hospital I worked at the most like bummed out and depressed I have been 
as a technologist are those times where I felt completely disconnected, like I had no control over my fate, no autonomy. That's when I was, everything suffered. Patient care, work ethic, uh, collaborating with my coworkers. It's when I got more into leadership and got more involved. That's like, hey, I hey, I can have some control over my fate. And you give a little give a little bit of that to people, and that really helps out. And I would do that for the people that I was in charge of. Like, hey, you know, we got a new weekend spot. Hey, why don't you help, you know, hire that position? But the point I'm trying to get to is if you're there, if you're listening now and you're working at a hospital, a clinic, or wherever, um, and you're like, and I think this is a lot of people I interact with, because I interact with a lot of people all around. They're, especially now with the way staffing is and, and, and shortages are, if you're feeling disenfranchised or you're feeling disconnected or you're just feeling like, what's the point? You know, I'm just a peon here. No one's going to listen to me. Why bother? No, you can definitely have an active role in the fate of, because this, this, this boils down to everything. In other words, yeah, if you're well represented on a national level and then that trickles down to the state level, then when you need more staffing or you need to get paid appropriately or you need more equipment, your voice is going to be a little louder because if you don't do that stuff for yourself, then it's hard to argue, hey, we need a new portable because we're still using a crappy old CR one. Yeah. It takes forever for us to do more portables or what have you. Yeah, and that's part of the balance that I think is tough to maintain as a technologist is because – you know, you, in order to have good quality techs, then you have to provide good quality training. You have to provide good quality equipment. You have to provide good quality leadership. And if you don't have that quality and the core people that you have already, then everything suffers around it. And if everything suffers, then, you know, just if you then you don't have enough money to hire for staffing. If your whole department is suffering and you can't get staffing, you're going to get someone who's less experienced. You know, that's why, you know, some of the states, if, if you don't have someone protecting your right to be a credential technologist and as a professional, then the people that just do the basic medical licensing um, are going to be the ones taking over your job because if there's nothing saying that they can't train to do what you're doing or be in a modality that you spent two years doing x-ray clinicals, spent extra time learning the modality and uh, jumping into, you know, they'll create a program and they'll train you to do it. They have, you know, just MRI example. MRI now has training program. I think we might have touched on this before has training programs, you don't even have to be a, a rad tech. You can go straight to yeah. straight to do an MRI, which, you know, it, it, and so then once you're an MRI, you know, who's to say, oh, you, you know, you couldn't go do a portable. You couldn't go, you know, run the CT machine now. If there's Super nothing slow. protecting your quality, exactly. So, it, yeah. you know, or, or, you know, nursing's a big profession. They're already involved in radiology. As technology advances, what's stopping them from saying, you know, I could run the CT machine or MRI machine or ultrasound, you know, and so then again, the balance is offset because now quality is again suffering um, because that's not what they were trained to do from their origin. And that's why it's important for everyone to realize, you know, you did put the work in, you deserve to be in your job and what you're doing and, Amen. and you have to 
you know, it's tough always to not feel, or you can easily feel not appreciated at work because you're expected to just keep pumping out exams um, more and more and more, faster, faster, work longer hours. You know, ER is always chomping at you. And it's easy to be feel disrespected or unappreciated or the radiologist is down your butt, but everyone is feeling that pain. But sometimes you just got to, you know, take a step back, look at what, um, look at what you've accomplished and look at where you're at and say, wow, this, this is pretty awesome. I, I get to do this and, and I'm, I'm good at what I do. Yeah, like, I'm a professional. I'm good at what I do, yeah. you know, and no one else can do my job because I'm the one that went to the Ooh, I like that job. Right. I like that. Mentality. So that's like, so one of the things I found is like in a certain job or whatever, I would feel limited. Like, Oh, I've kind of hit a peak tier. I can't do much. What I found that really helped with my self-esteem and made me feel when I, in a moment where I didn't feel like I was doing anything valuable, Let's go. you know, maybe I was burnt out, overworked too many tech or too many, uh, micromanaged exams, not enough technology, right. Micromanaged when I could step outside of work and then be in a state organization where we were all passionate together. Yes. That is where I found community. And I found, so I don't consider myself a leader. I'm like, nah, I don't want to go into management. That's not for me. It's not for me. But what I did is I started serving on my state board and I was like, oh, this is the leadership I want to do. This yeah. is the visionary leadership, not management. Right. Cause you, right? I mean, and that's, that's the thing is that if you're in a circle of, you know, people that, you know, maybe just come to work, clock in, clock out, then, you know, it's easy to sometimes get brought down to that. And so by being involved with like-minded other professionals, technologists, it re-energizes your passion about, you know, what caught your interest in the first place to get into radiology. Um, and then it just will enhance your overall satisfaction on what you do every day. You, I like what you said about energizing. But you know what energizes me the most about my profession and about you know what I do and my passion for this for, for this crazy thing we call radiology or medical imaging. All right, two two words: tater tots. Cheese <laughs> grits. Chop into some. I want to see somebody put tater tots in some cheese grits. All right. Um, Sorry. Oh, you, mm, you know that's mm, gonna be good. My heart likes that. If you do, your heart doesn't that sound good. Like I don't even like it. Like like yeah. Actually, you know what? Yeah, my heart <laughs> hates it, but my 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 gut likes it. Listen, if somebody, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna all put heard up, was cheese. I'm gonna put this out there. <laughs> if somebody, the first person to send us a picture of them. Uh, a picture of some hospital cheese grits with some tear tops in it. Ooh. Send it to Catherine Let's not get crazy. Let's. <laughs> T- I want Texas you to send it to Catherine underscore jockeys on Instagram. And the first person to do it, we're going to send you a prize. If you're listening right now, maybe you're in the hospital cafeteria and you're like in line, listen to on your, your headphones. And you're like, you know what? Today it's, it's uh, omelet Thursday. I'm diving in. No, you're correct. <laughs> You can yeah. get a free little something from the catheter jockeys if you do that. But the lunch lady may judge you, but it's going to be worth it. We don't sure? care. Yeah. We're not here for that judgment. Uh-uh. Actually, no shame. You want to know what? I, I had a I had a, <laughs> a cashier. Did somebody judge you, Patrick? Oh, I sort of knew her indirectly outside of the hospital, so I think she felt comfortable. She's like, oh, really, Patrick? Two cookies? I'm like, what's for my friend, okay? 
Um, I have friends. But they yeah. were both left hand, right hand. They both deserve <laughs> Here's what got me fired up, though. The most fired up. Going to conferences. I, honestly, if you can go to the state conference, awesome. But going nerd to central, even even if you're not like a super nerd, like present company included. It really does. I feel so empowered as a professional when I go to just this last year. It was really, really fun. I went to um, one of the, I went to the actual conference that I went to as a student, like umpteenth years ago. So it was a real like awesome dose of nostalgia and Man, I got to see so many. Um, I saw there was, it was actually an old professor of mine, Kevin Clark. He gave a great talk. Oh, Kevin, he's he my buddy. A, he gave a super good talk on he's amazing on what it means and how to become a professional. And that's kind of what a lot of oh, this yeah. boils down to. This is, I didn't even know that like a uh, respiratory uh, therapy shop to RT, they're. By the standards that define, and I'm sure Prof B can 100% raffle this off for us, what what constitutes mm-hmm. professional. But as it stands right now, correct me if I'm wrong, Prof B, we're not professionals. We're not. By so definition, standard- now we all know that we are, but go ahead and drop this. Like, what does, you know what, this is really good because I yeah. have been involved, and it wasn't until I heard his talk to where I, I didn't even know that there were metrics by which a professional quote end quote mm-hmm. is defined. I just thought it was like a vibe. <laughs> like I'm a professional. <laughs> I'm a professional. Like don't You're so Gen Z. I, I, I thought it was a vibe, but he's like, no, you have to have like 51% this. Break it down properly. I know you know because I don't yeah. Know. So uh the two organizations that kind of define who's a professional in the US are the labor board and immigration. And um, they define it as a minimum of a bachelor's degree. So if you have a bachelor's degree and you're working in that field, you're automatically considered a professional. Because radiologic technology still has an associate's minimum. And we actually just moved to the associate's minimum about five, six years ago. It used to be a certificate. Um, so there are other, so, so we don't meet the qualifications. There are other professions that are also an associate's minimum that have been kind of grandfathered in or kind of given professional status. So an example is nurses because more than 50% of nurses have a bachelor's or higher now because of magnet hospitals that require bachelor's because the incentives for getting a master's for all the doors that opens up when you get a master's or a DNP, um, they're now considered professionals. And so what they're looking for is, do we advance the academic literature? Do we publish a lot of papers that expand our knowledge of the, of the area that we're working in? Do more than half of us have a bachelor's or higher? So um, right now, most technologists, more than half of us still have an associate's. And I understand that because And I'm an educator, so I'm very biased. But I will say that as a technologist, I went through a bachelor's program. As a technologist who moved away from where I did clinical, it did not matter that I had a bachelor's. Nobody cared. Nobody – I didn't get paid. I negotiated $1 an hour at one – at one site that I worked at. It just, it didn't have a bearing on me getting a better job or having more opportunities or anything. Um, which, I didn't which, go back and get it. Which a, in and of itself yeah. is a hard sell for people. 
but I wish hundred percent. I wish I could tell people like you have to think because when I went for my bachelor's program, people are like, "What are you doing that for?" Well, number one, yeah, I a hundred percent tapped into if you're if you are working at a, a hospital or a clinic or whatever, and they offer tuition assistance, if you're not tapping into that, I, to me, money on what the a table. waste. Yeah. To me, it yep. was it was money on the table. It was like, hey, that's three thousand yep. extra dollars a year that that I'm not tapping into. So I looked at it as extra salary. I was like, hey, this is money sure. that I can tap into and do it. That's that was a big reason why I was like, well, you give me how much per year? Well, cool. Maybe I can. I went to like a community college for my bachelor's. Um, I was like, I yeah. can get a bachelor's degree for very cheap, if not almost darn free, if you time it out. If you're not in a rush, I, I went through it pretty yeah. fast, but I didn't have to pay as much out of pocket. Um, and as I got more education, that's what I kind of got. And you of, see the other side of it. I got kind of a more of a big picture, kind of like, oh, hey, there's more at play than just my little hospital or my store. Um, and but I do remember that resistance from folks who were like, Hey, why are you, why are you going after your bachelor's? I'm like, why not? It's not going to hurt. Um, yeah. And, and it makes you eligible for management. Yes. Especially like right me. off the bat, bachelor's is a minimum for management. Yes. Yeah. hundred mm-hmm. percent. And, and we just, as x-ray techs, I feel like just in the last six, seven years ago, we just got a, re- a requirement to be an A. A degree or AS degree, which is it? A, it yeah, an AA d- or any degree. That's yeah, what's kind had, of silly. It's any degree yeah. and completing a program. Oh, wow. So um, now, however, if you're in a bachelor's program, you have to have a bachelor's degree to test. So we actually had a student a couple years ago that finished the program, but had some kind of gen ed classes that they had to finish. So because they finished the program, it was, if you have any degree, you can sit for your exam. So they were like one class away from an associate's degree. They went to a community college, took that associate's degree class, sat for their boards, and then six months later graduated with their bachelor's of radiologic sciences. (laughs) Well, ARG got hip to that. (laughs) And they said, no, if you're going in a bachelor's program, you need to have the bachelor's before you sit for it. But it allowed that technologist to work for six months before they finished their bachelor's, which was super helpful because – you know, student loans, man. Like, hundred percent. Yeah, it's expensive. And that's kind of, yeah. I mean, I I had switched my major from physical therapy, so I was already like three years in of gen eds at the time, and so I got my associates applied science and uh, radiologic science, and then six months later, I had my bachelor's. But I was already working as a tech for six months, got my bachelor's, and then got a dollar raise out of it. So a dollar, a whole dollar. Amazing. Well, that's another thing. If you have to fight hard and this is, listen, I, I I had to fight hard for, for them to cover my, my schooling and to get a raise afterwards. And I hate to say it, but this was very helpful. It worked more times than it didn't. Um, when I would go to, I would go to my boss and I'd say, Hey, can I get a raise? I just got a, you know, I got a whole degree. Can you give me like a couple bucks out of it? Because I'm a better employee now because of it. And there's no, there's no tap dancing around that. Um, nope, gotta know. Yeah, I've learned very early on in my career. I don't take my first, second, third, or fourth now. I'll keep going 
if I'm, I'm honest with myself, where it's okay, if what I'm asking for is unreasonable or I'm being petty or I'm being this, but if I'm going, if it's to the point where I'm asking my boss, um, it's like a, it's a legit ask because I didn't ask for a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. But my go-to was, Hey, what are we currently doing? I'll give you an example. Uh, okay. Getting your certification. You're an RTR and you've been doing CT. You're like, Hey, I'm going to better myself. I'm going to become CT certified. I had to fight tooth and nail to get my, my hospital to pay for my certification. And I got several no's and eventually I got before like a education, um, coordinator that worked for the hospital and I go, Hey, I'm going to get CT certified. Um, hey, can you guys, um, reimburse me? And like, Oh no, we don't do that for mm-hmm. uh, x-ray technicians. I'm like, first of all, First of all, you get that word out of your mouth, HR lady. That's not my name. You can, (laughs) you can just turn right around. I asked her very, very calmly. I was like, "Oh, I understand." But um, you should be like, "Are you new here?" Currently, (laughs) currently, um, what's the protocol for nurses? If a nurse acquires a different ICU certification or whatever, what do you guys do? She goes, "Oh, we, we, yeah, we pay for that." I'm like, "Oh, we pay a lot of money for that." Yeah, go ahead and do that for me. So much money. Oh, yeah. We actually pay them extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We give them a bonus. Yes. So pay them to to do it, and then we'll pay them more when they're done. Exactly. 100%. I mean, they're nurses. Come on. Of course we're going to do that. Yes. That's kind of the mindset. But then when I presented them with that and and explained, I had to to bear some of the burden of responsibility for educating them. Like, hey, no, this will vastly improve – um, my patient care, how we take care of patients. And it'd be great if you guys could financially help me out with this. And I got it. And then everyone thereafter got it. Um, but that's what I'll say. And also it's not that much money for the hospital. It's a lot of money for an individual person, but for a hospital organization, it is pennies. It's what they charge for a band aid. It's you know, 300 bucks. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, that Thailand yeah. too. All right, so we're, we've un- we've unpacked a lot. I want to know you, Brothby. You got your you got your you're very hip on the socials. Uh, you're actively interacting with Gen Zs all day, every day. How do we That's get? Here or, are the youngsters? Oh man, I feel so old. Saying that. <laughs> are these infants? Are these? <laughs> Are these little x-ray babies, are they, um, are they are fired they, up? No. Are they fired up about now? And I know it's tough because when you're in school, you're like in survival mode. Um, yes. 100%. I understand that. I appreciate that. I do. But I'm trying to think of an opportunity. Where do you capture people? Where do these societies capture people? Where does the state do it? Where does the ASRT Extra do credit. <laughs> I give my students extra credit when they join or renew. I also Gold give them extra card. credit if they go to any conference. Yeah, because that's professional development. One of the things I have to evaluate students for is affective domain, personality, attitudes, belief system. So that is how I evaluate them for that. If you they're are- willing to step out and pay a couple dollars, I'm talking $30 yes. to join a state association that shows me that they are willing to take on more professional responsibility than their peers. I'm going to ask you this. Both of you, I know I've been to a lot of conferences. Have you ever been to like an x-ray or an RA or an educator conference or whatever 
and not have a really great time. They're more fun than you think. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Every I'm such a nerd. I have a good time I had no matter what. One time and <laughs> no, I I do have a good time. I think a lot of it comes from we all the same people kind of run that circuit, and so Nerds. I get to kind of re reacquaint or reacquaint myself with with people every single time. So like Kevin Clark, we became friends because we both or friends, I say colleagues. We um we were both speaking at an event Wait, and he friends saw my colleagues? talk. Uh we're colleagues. So <laughs> but let's, he's a good guy. That, he's Dr. done a Clark. lot of great stuff for us. We know I know we know each other online. We, we chat online. <laughs> I, saw I him. have talked to him in person. I saw him. I said, great talk, <laughs> Professor Clark. I don't know if I was a student. He goes, okay. <laughs> I was like, you don't remember. Uh, like, I remember. Okay. <laughs> of course I do. I remember your face and not your name. No, I'm just kidding. I've After you've had hundreds of students, I love my students so much. I really pride myself on connecting with them. And there are some that I can look in the face and say, I do not know your name. And I'm sorry about that. Prof B, thank you. I feel so... Probably because I didn't join a state society afterwards. That's a hundred percent because they didn't stay active. I run into (laughs) and they didn't add me on Instagram. (laughs) I run into students all the time, and there was one recently where I was with my wife, and we bumped into one, and we had a call full conversation. And my wife goes, "Who was?" I was like, "I don't know. (laughs) I think I taught them. I think they. I think I taught them in a CT program, but." Um, all right, so I want to I want to start wrapping this up. We've dove mm-hmm. into a lot. We've yep. it's a lot to unpack, and it, it, it's such a difficult task to get people to give a crap. Fill in the blank. Yeah. Calm down back there. Fill in the blank. Gizmo, they're fired up. Gizmo, Gizmo's fired. Mind you, she's two rooms away. Gizmo she's two rooms away. The doors closed. The California Society of Red Technologists. Look at her. 111 people now. She's like, Mom, Mom, <laughs> I got um, something to say. Let me out. It's 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 hard to get people to give a crap. <laughs> That's what it is. She wants out. And I I feel bad. I I feel bad because I know techs are in a tough spot because it's hard to, to dedicate any extra time to stuff. But for me, when I have exerted that extra energy, it's it's always been well worth it. If, if for nothing else, it makes me feel better about the job I'm doing. Yeah. All right. So one last so, question. Sorry. Yeah. One last question. How specifically talking to you, Gen Z, you young bucks out there, I need to know how do we connect with them? Because I know, as you said, they kind of like to live in the present. They may mm-hmm. or may not be too concerned about the future, which I've spent my entire life constantly worrying about the future. That's my <laughs> wife. Uh <laughs> Hey, that's me. I, I'm very future minded. I every decision I make, I'm like, how is this going to affect me down the road? Um, and you know, shout out to you, Gen Zers, for living in the moment because sometimes I can't be more present, but we're, I'm too busy thinking. Yeah, about I'm it. envious. Pat, I'm yeah, envious yeah. of Gen Z's but, confidence for sure. Pat, so is this you officially but, coming out that you're not a Gen Zer? Listen, <laughs> got this, got this, got that. Uh, oh my goodness! Anyone that has seen our video, they see all my gray hairs now that I'm. <laughs> um, but how do we connect with them? How do we get them to give a crap, basically? Yeah. So this is one of the questions that we've been trying to ask kind of of, of in California. So 
Now, the whole reason that state affiliates exist is to provide continuing education opportunities to technologists. That is the reason that ASRT started the state affiliate program. That is what we do. Um, so like we have a spring summit that's about six units. We now have a radiation therapy conference. That's about six to eight units. We have a mammography conference and then we have our big annual conference every year. We do all of these things. We give out scholarships to students. Um, we advocate, we provide networking opportunities. We provide sponsorship opportunities. We provide discounts to our technologists. And yet out of the 12 to 14,000 technologists that are living in California, we have 300 members. So we really are interested in what is going to make you join. And some of the things we've thrown around is a free CEU like every quarter or something, right? So one free CEU every quarter so that by paying your $45 to $60 a year, you can get 30% of your CEUs without ever having to go for, through a conference, just being a member. We've um, a lot of state societies. I'm going to mm-hmm. play devil's advocate. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a genuine ask. Is CEU, I mean, John said he, signed, he, he joined ASRT mainly because of that. Is yeah. CEU is that a legitimate draw? In other words, I don't know about you, but most folks, when they were trying to knock out their CEUs, co-workers, man, they went through the path of least resistance, which some, some folks did ASRT, but some folks just, they did a workbook and just answered a big old test and then were done with it. Is CEUs enough of a draw? I don't know because it used to be, but now there are amazing entrepreneurs out there that have made CEUs very affordable and accessible. And I like that. And it also threatens state societies. You can get like a hundred CEUs for like $20. It was really, really affordable. I was like, I don't know how you're doing this. Oh yeah. It was a lot. You get like 25 CEUs for $20. I'm like, I don't even know how you're actually doing that. Um, I like that for some. Right. Not everybody is going to be a go gun go hunt. What? Go. Cut that. Cut that. Gung ho. Gung ho. Not every listen. And scene. Not everybody is going to be a gung ho supporter, passionate, showed up at the Capitol type of person. Yes. We don't expect anybody. We don't expect people to be that way. So we're looking for a middle ground of we we already kind of appeal to that group. How can we appeal to technologist who is concerned about their job? And that's about it, which is fine. I have. You know, well, and so another thing, I mean, I'm sure you guys explore this too, is out of all those technologists, how many people know you exist and what do you offer? Oh. You, know, that's, you know, that's the thing too, is that just because, you know, you may have heard of it. You know, it doesn't mean you know where to go, how to access it, what it does for you, why you should be paying money for this. Um, because, like you said, you know, some people just know all they know is the ASRT and they know they got to pay their ART, ARRT yeah. dues and, and that's it. Um, so I have a little bit of an answer for that. 
So state societies, we do get some funding from the ASRT based on the number of technologists that are in our state and if we meet certain criteria. However, we are a not-for-profit organization. So we, we can't afford to advertise. We can't afford, you know, ASRT has allotted all this money to a PR campaign. That's amazing. State affiliates can't do that. And so we, we recognize that a lot of people don't know we exist. And so we got more active on social media because right. as uh, you know, that's where you get people, right? That's, that's why TikTok has been such a good thing for me. That's why Instagram has been so positive is just because of our, and, and you guys included, our social media network where we all support each other and lift each other up and share messages and everything. So, and social media is free. However, if you want to get your post boosted, that costs money. If you want this to happen, that costs money. This is metrics. So in California, we're actually a pretty big organization. We are able to pay for an executive management company. That's extremely rare. Mm -hmm. So all of our paperwork, our emails, our phone calls, all of that is handled by our executive management company. What does that mean? When that I sounds like you're paying them a lot. At, uh, all I heard was it is a, it emails. is a lot. All I heard was prestige, prestige worldwide. Prestige so, worldwide. Some about boats and hose and like wine mixers and dang. Catalina. Yeah. I no so a lot of states so like your board is a volunteer board we don't get paid for it we can't get paid we can't we can't even get our registration comped for the conferences that we organize and put on you know so so if you're in a state that only has the volunteer board they're not it's just the amount of time that willing the people are willing to put in so what we've found is we've learned a ton from our student committee our student mm-hmm. committee is is so active. They have a Meet the Experts series every month. They have these really amazing speakers that are doing it out the, the goodness of their heart. Kevin Clark has done a couple for us. Um, so our students started saying the student committee, they're like, Hey, if you post your Instagram, um, the, the most popular time to post is 8 PM at night. So don't post any of your information unless it's between this, these couple of hours during the day. And then if you put these certain words and these certain hashtags, and so we've learned so much from them because they are Gen Z and, you know, um, I will say that. In the past, not all boards have employed students like we have. And what we've learned by making students a way more active part of it is that we're thriving. We're doing so much better. So you got to embrace that. I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of what I was, I figured that was the answer, which is you you, you have to get them where they're at. And, and I'll tell you this as an active participant myself, Man, it is so cool to be flipping through the old gram and, and you know, I'm sitting there in my PJs uh, crunching on some tots and I see a lot of crazy stuff. I'm catching up with some celeb gossip and then boom, I'm seeing Prof P talk about uh, high linear, linear energy transfer. Like <laughs> it's really cool. Coconuts. To, yeah. <laughs> it's really cool to see that. And, I'm making a connection. I can only imagine if you're a student or you're a new grad, um, seeing something that you deal with 40 plus hours a week, most likely and you're seeing it mixed in with Dwayne, the rock Johnson's Instagram, man, how you're going to get, 
you're going to get a reaction from that. So that's, I think that's a really big opportunity. Sh- shout out, and- shout out to the Rock. We're still waiting. Shout, shout out to the Rock. <laughs> we we're still waiting. My students reach out to Shaq. So students, I'm sorry if I'm going to embarrass you, but um, I took over the club Instagram just as an advisor to kind of keep an eye on things. And I, in, in the DMs, I found that my students had emailed and had DM'd Shaq to see if he had any feet x-rays because they wanted to see if he needed a 14 by 17 for his foot and if he had to go diagonal. I love these students so much. They're so much fun. Wow. They're Part of me hopes and prays <laughs> that Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal read that and was like, what in the hell? <laughs> what are they talking I'm about? <laughs> I'm sure he didn't. So here's the other thing with like social media is I was super hesitant with social media, very private. And then Rosie is the one that started Shout seeing some of my like, that's Rosie, we miss you. So he, he said, Hey, you should really think about doing like a public Instagram. And I got super bad anxiety. I was like, I can't do that. So I set up a business one. One thing I've always prided myself on and, and there's a reason for it is connecting with students. The number one reason that college students report to be why they stay in school is connections with professors. That's insane Mm -hmm. to me. And my university is really big on that. It's something that we invest a ton of time in. And so social media has been a way that I can engage with my students in a way that they are already doing. And all I had to do was adapt my practice a little bit. And what's happened is I have gotten access to this whole community that now enjoys learning or connects my students with other students. So I feel like that's part of it is just, we need to be willing to meet people where they are yes. and Put it out there. and do what they want us to do. If they want us to be on social media, then give social media a try. And let it's, me ask you this property. When you drop a hot video uh, mm. with coconuts or this or that, I want to know specifically <laughs> what's it like because I get it. It is so hard to put yourself out there because you know, on some level, people are talking smack. Like, oh, a hundred percent. There are people out there that hate my guts. Hundred percent. We have actually we yeah. have a few of them here on the podcast. Come on, <laughs> now. like. I understand a hundred percent. Yeah. Vulnerable. I'm a particular to taste. I get you know it. Why? Because we all judge people on it. Social media. That's what we do. We do. hundred percent. It's half my day with my husband. We I, get an hour together a day. <laughs> 30 minutes is just talking about something. Yeah. I, I have to believe that those are the minority, but really people can. So what's it like when you drop a video the next day, Oof. do you get feedback from, or, or are the, are your students like, yo, that was pretty fire. The earth. That was pretty bussing, uh, Prof B. No you know what they right. say? Slay all day, <laughs> but I slay. That's what it is. I slay. You slay. And I love coconuts. it. Oh, my gosh. I, my coconuts that. are slaying. Killing I ju- just slay bay. Yeah. I, I, I will say I feel like I am truly, truly lucky. Hashtag blessed that I have not gotten <laughs> negative feedback on my videos. <laughs> Because I am not up on the editing and the filters. I don't get that. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm not into it. But I am into the message. And I I mean, 
it's actually, I try not to post that much now because I have ADHD and I get so many notifications when I do post. I get hundreds of notifications. I should, I should, but I can't. Because uh-huh. if I mute those, I mute all of them, right? Yes. And then I'm like, whoa, what if I miss that one post from Dwayne The Rock Johnson or whatever? <laughs> yeah. Or Zach Efron. I, listen. He's going to be like, listen. Zach Efron has some <laughs> – Zach Efron has A-OK Instagram. He is never wearing a shirt. And I don't want to miss that, you know? Oh, you, you follow him too? So – <laughs> do I follow him? Yeah, yes, yes. Oh my god! I I drool yeah, over him. Yeah. We'll cut that. Sorry. You, watch, yeah. you watch. You watch his. Netflix no, you can series. leave it in. I ain't. I ain't afraid. Zach Efron has aged with me. I liked him when I was twelve. I like him at thirty-seven. He leave just. That, leave he's that. pretty good looking. <laughs> oh my god, you guys! If you could get Zach Efron to know who I am, yes. I will buy you a thousand drinks. Let's go! Oh my oh, goodness! Oh, oh, oh. All right, we now new mission. How do we get everybody Zach listening? Tag Kristen B. Zach Efron. He's got Zach know. Efron. You know, I campaigned to get Dave Grohl to figure out that we're not technicians, and it Ooh. didn't go anywhere. But if Zach Efron was the one, I'm telling you, I quit my job tomorrow. I would, I would do whatever somebody wanted me to do. You get me access to Zach Efron, you got it. 100%. You heard it here first. She's gonna put it her two weeks notice. She's gonna quit all the committees she's on, and she's gonna go travel the world with Mr. Zach Efron. Great show on Netflix. There you go. Yeah, I love his. Show. Sorry, right. Chad. I know we put in 20 years, but Zach's here now. So Chad taking a hit here at the end of the episode. So Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I love it. Snayer should go, but I'm going with him. <laughs> Much like yeah, going sorry. to a conference, I am super fired up. And that's because both of you guys have made a really good points for, you know, there's room for improvement. I'm not going to lie. It's I think right now that the societies are having trouble bridging that gap. And I think, Profi, you're, yeah. a, great, you're a great example on kind of meeting you're not meeting halfway. You're like, you're meeting like 98% of the way. You're like you're going into their world and you're making it. I, I think a big thing is you have to make it digestible and relatable and, and quick and quick. quick oh, yeah, it. Five seconds. I got your attention for five seconds. That's Bro, it. If you, you mentioned coconuts in the first few seconds of your latest video, you got my attention out of the gate. I'm like, has she lost it? What is she doing? Oh, oh yeah. air fluid. Level. Let's go. <laughs> Um, so listen, I'm going to say it. I, I, I know it's a lot. It's a big, it's a big issue, but it's super duper important. Obviously everyone here on the Catholic Truckies podcast, we're passionate about what we do. I mean, we're so passionate that we're doing a podcast for free. It's actually probably costing us a few bucks a month, unless you buy us a few drinks, you can help us. We have to do a lot of AI work on John's uh, video uh, cam footage. <laughs> Pretty much. And we're passionate about what we do. And I know it's hard. It is so hard to muster up the energy to do that extra outside of work. Um, but every time in my professional career where I've taken that extra time to really invest in myself. Cause ultimately that's kind of what it boils down to. If you want to bring it at a level, obviously Preach. You know, there's a bigger Preach. thing, but when I've taken that time to go the extra mile, I have felt so good. Even if my job situation wasn't the greatest or I was burned out or whatever, it really did empower me in ways that my employer never could really. I mean, if I'm being hundred percent honest, yeah. it's one of those things yeah. where, Hey, I, I'm making a difference or at the very least, if even if 
because let's let's be real these these changes that need to happen they move at a snail's pace at the very least i'm making connections with other human beings and who doesn't want to be a part of a community that's 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 honestly that's kind of my main motivation to go to these conferences yes we're making a difference and we're trying our hard and we're, we're trying to figure out and problem solve but really i'm you're making genuine connections and because all of these shared interests they're tight connections. I, mm-hmm. I told you, I just went to that extra conference. I hadn't been to in years. I saw a lot of the same faces. It's like we it's like we hadn't missed a beat. I'm like, hey, what's going, John? Yep. What are you doing? I didn't see this guy in like five years. And boom, it just went right yep. back. So if you're out there listening, I strongly encourage you, just start small. Start small. Go, go to conference. <clears throat> sign up yeah. for your state one, um, especially your state one. You They're can drive cheap. there. And state ones are so cheap. Yeah. Here's one thing. Make it an event. Invite some of your co-works. Invite some of the day crew, two, three, four, five, twelve of you. Make it a thing because it's usually at a hotel. They use the conferences aren't dumb. They make it they make it low-key fun. You're gonna learn a little and then you're gonna be completely wasted and then probably forget about some of the stuff you learn and then do it again the next day. <laughs> um there's... And you'll come home with free pens. Yeah, free I pens. mean, exactly. who can't use another free pen? <laughs> nice lanyard. Some CEUs. You know. So don't forget those toe bags. Let's go. Oh, and oh, yeah. experiences and networking. Because I mean, oh, yes. True. And progressing. The, the more you the, network, you know, the more open. opportunities will open up for everyone. Yep. That's true. Taking a new job. Hey, Patrick. Yes, ma'am. I want to encro- encroach a little bit. Is that okay? Yes. By all means. Go ahead. Can, can I do two free clout shout outs? Yes. Oh, by all means. I love Honorary a free clout, clout shout out. Go ahead. You've earned your problem. <laughs> All right. First one. Minnesota Society is killing it. They are Let's doing go. fireside chats. Ooh. Fireside chats free on Zoom. Joel Horsford, who is also on uh, Collaboration RA, um, is amazing at what he's doing, at bringing people together, getting people into the conversation and talking about it. So Minnesota Society, I commend you. I I can't wait to see what else you do. Free cloud shout out to <laughs> Minnesota Society. Burn it up. Dang. Oh my God. Look at you guys. So high tech with the clap. How'd you get all our followers to clap at once? That's nice. Where she what, all right. One more probably. And my second one is my Instagram buddy, Level One Drama Tech. Level this guy is hilarious. He's from team. the same area. We oh. both went to college in LA, Let's and go. now he's in Houston. But he's a good guy, and uh, and I really love what he's doing on Instagram. He makes me laugh every day. So those he are my three is chats. legit. He had one about. I just posted it about. Uh, <laughs> He was. He just does really fun stuff. And shout out to oh, him yeah. because I still don't have the confidence to put it out there. Uh, and when I see people do it, it just makes me smile from ear to ear because, like I said before, it's just it's so cool to to connect with people and and yep. have that kind of stuff. We met you know. because of Instagram. You know, you know that's that's. So many of these things have just been because of Instagram or TikTok or, you know, like podcast or whatever. And that is my favorite part of all of it. That's what it all boils down to. Making connections. Yep. And that's what you can get. Um, while we're connecting with stuff, why don't you go ahead and connect with the catheter jockeys? 
on the socials on Instagram, Catherine underscore Catheter underscore jockeys, Catherine Jockeys on TikTok. If you would leave us a review, pretty please. Uh, buy us a drink. Kevin Clark talking to you. I know you're rich. You're a PhD. <laughs> buy us many, 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 many drinks. And um, thank you, Kristen, once again for being an honorary oh jockey. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you for having thank me. Thank you again man. for spending all, all of your free time away from Zach Efron. <laughs> and I, I think that might be the episode. I do have a lot of free time away that from That might be him. the episode cover. Zach Efron. Yes. And you. <gasps> Zach attack. Zach attack. Zach is back. Oh, there you go. Zach. <laughs> thanks so okay, much. Okay, I'm going really, to send you some ideas on that. <laughs> we'll cut all the Zach Efron stuff. We don't want to be restraining it. Um, I feel like you have a folder you. already prepared. Yeah. I mean, it if he puts it online, lost, yeah. he's making it public. Exactly. Okay, he didn't put his abs online for nothing. He wants people to see them. Listen, okay. He wants he's wa- it's washboard awareness. I get it. Yes. <laughs> the world needs to know. Oh my gosh! The world needs to know Zach Efron. I agree, Patrick. Thank you so much for saying what I was thinking. You're welcome. Shout out to Zach Efron. Shout out to Minnesota Society. Shout out to Level One Drama Tech. Shout out to Kevin Clark. Shout out to uh, who else? All of the radiologic technologists out there who are about to join a state society and the ASRT. Right, meow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead and put in Catherine underscore jockeys for a zero percent discount when you do sign up for that. Uh it's zero point zero zero one, I think. You get. Oh no! Don't even put that out there. That's it's like the gas, right? How gas is like four ninety nine and ninety nine 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 that's but, the <laughs> if you're still here, I'm starting to question, yes. like, why? Yeah, why, why, why are you? Why here? have you not hit skip already? That's, yes. Next, why please. I mean, what's wrong with podcast. you? This sounds like a you problem. This yes. is not a me problem yeah. at this point. This no. is a you. Listen, problem. get out of your. Actually, still here. Let's get out of your car and go to work. It, it's it's go time. To work. You're <laughs> this is your sign. This, you've had two occurrences. There's gonna be a third. You're gonna get fired. Listen, have to... Popeyes is about to close. If you don't get in there, they're not going to have your your uh, popcorn yes. shrimp. Listen, Linda, and we're out. And we're out. We gotta cut off. They're gonna get fired. And we're out.